What's up? I modified the beginning there with the suspicious uh, title of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh. We might get to what I meant by the suspicious title of the show. And what if we don't? We do it next week? Um, Actually, no. Next week is going to be a rerun. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, I forgot. And I will be... (laughs) I will be unable to attend the recording, so uh, we're just going to skip it. I think I've got one vintage episode. Um, I'm actually trying to go back to the earliest video that I can find. Oh, that hopefully I can publish because we recorded a lot of stuff video-wise before we actually streamed it. So yeah, we did. So we're going to show you how well we improved and what kind of <laughs> crazy things are actually behind me. And You'll get to see the Christmas tree that stays up year-round when I, when I was in the basement recording. <laughs> I think we still saw some of that, but um, I'm trying to think. We, we, I think we went to video. I was still three houses ago. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, I might have still had the uh, studio in the old shop. I don't. I don't know when we really switched over to trying to do this video wise and recording it. But I've been getting to look for some episodes, and uh, it's going to be a f- flash from the past because part of the game over here is the following week we're going to have kind of a revamp format of the show. And I was going to say, if you are a listener and you like the show, email us this week definitely because I'm changing a couple of things up and I don't want to drop your favorite portion of the show. So no driving gloves.com. You can find it. You know, again, like I say, at the end of every show, you can find everything you want to know about us. Uh, and if you just want to directly email us, no driving gloves at gmail.com. And of course on the website, no driving gloves.com, wherever my link is to that. There it is. No driving gloves.com. You can find all ways to contact us, Facebook, messenger um we even have a phone number out there that i can't remember right now (laughs) so i'm not giving them mine oh i could actually look it up actually we've got a phone number and i've got a new phone number for the show because not a lot of people call us what's happening with you tonight will well we've been getting geared up um been getting geared up for the new autocross we got happening first event is uh is saturday hmm. i'm not sure what this autocross is that you speak of <laughs> um yeah so it's going to be in gadsden it's going to be saturday uh, registration most everybody's pre-registered uh, we've only got like five spots available for day of the event so you know if you want to come out you better get there early is all i gotta say if you have it pre-registered and you want to participate with your vehicle are you still doing some pre-registrations no pre-registration is closed okay so the only thing left is day of and there's only five spots and i've been i've been a little bit amazed lately that uh the um, what do I want to say? Some of the Facebook chatter, because I'm a friend, friends with a lot of autocross people from kind of my past. And 
just kind of weird where who's popping up and who's planning on coming. It seems you you might have some pretty good. Uh, not that I was going to say you're not going to have you were going to be bad before, but you've got some pretty good people showing up. I think. Uh yeah, yeah, we got some pretty heavy hitters showing up. It's it's going to be pretty awesome because it's split about half and half for people that have never autocrossed to people that are experienced autocrossers. So um, there's people coming from Tennessee, from way down south Alabama. Got some guys coming out of the Atlanta area. Um, so it, it's going to be a really cool mix of first-timers and world champs. So uh, it's it's going to be about as diverse as you can get. So looking, looking forward to it. And... You know, if you're an unexperienced autocrosser, that's what I was telling everybody, I really encourage you to be at our first event because we're kind of catering to, to that at our first event and probably our second event as well. But our first event, we're going to spend a lot of extra time with novices and people that haven't ever autocrossed before. Just be We want them to be comfortable. We want them to feel like they're doing something correct They, you know, and not feel out of place. So we're going to spend a lot of time with with our first timers and the people that are coming that are experienced are they're a lot like us. They just like they like the, you know, the camaraderie, the new friends you meet, the old friends you get to hang out with again and the competition. Uh, so. It should it should be a lot of fun. No, we don't have the best parking lot. Uh, no, we don't have the best course. But it's all about getting together and, and having a good time and enjoying enjoy driving your car and enjoy being around people and and learning how to become a better autocrosser or a better driver. And I popped that link up there. Hopefully it's still oh, I misspelled it. That's why it's not working on my test here to get you to um the uh motorsports.red page to tell you a little bit about the event. Obviously you can't register there anymore, but you can uh, learn a little bit about what's going on here in a week. And there's kind of a schedule laid out all that. Go to nodrivinggloves.com uh, forward slash grip. And that a lot of your questions will be answered in case you wanted to come out and watch. Uh, I would like to make it up there. Uh, it's on one of my 16 things to do list. Um, I'm already about 10 hours behind for the week and I've got to play catch up on Saturday. So I'm, uh, I might pop up there. Uh, who knows? I might have a camera and, uh, uh some no driving gloves, uh, at least a little bit of giveaway stuff. I don't know. Well, we added a little something today to the schedule. Um, we first said we were not going to break for lunch, but now we've decided to break for lunch. So we'll be breaking from 12 to one for lunch and then somewhere between 3.30 and 4 o'clock, we're going to have a 16-car shootout. So the top 16 cars um, will be involved in a shootout. So the winner will get uh, a cone, a, a grip cone that all the drivers have signed, a grip T-shirt, and your next entry for our uh, one event this year is, is on us. So that's kind of cool. The, uh, the, the cone is as odd as it sounds. The cone is, um, uh, 
uh, say the cone is uh, kind of a special thing there. Yep, and it's it's got our logo on it, so it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, so that's uh, it'll be a good time. Oh well, we'll touch back on uh, grip for the viewers that join us a little bit later in the show. Hell, we got a pretty good number now. I'm kind of impressed. I probably should go and uh, look at some of our numbers. I, I know we're like, you know, we're doing great in Czechoslovakia again. And um, some of these, <laughs> you know, I guess when you've got a war going on in a neighboring country, you you tune into no driving gloves to get away from it all. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So um, what else do I got going on? But I wish I could speak English here. Jeez. What else I got going on here? That's why them Czechoslovakians like you. Yeah, probably. I speak I speak wonderful English. Uh, I sat down a couple weeks ago and finally watched um, what I want to say, No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie. Where I'm not sure I re- I thought I thought it was a great movie. John's movie reviews here until the very end. I'm just tired of endings. They always suck. I I watched the <laughs> Watch the conclusion of Ozark, and I never like watching the last episode of anything uh, because I like it the way I want it to end. The last show that ended and I was happy with is The Sopranos. So, but I uh, did not like the way No Time to Die ended. But they reintroduced for the what is it fifth, sixth time, six six Bond films this has appeared in heck that's almost more than um what do i want to say roger moore appeared in bond films it's almost more than um daniel craig's appeared in bond films but the uh, aston martin db5 was back now the of course the original ian fleming books had the aston martin uh, mark 3 db uh, but the DB5 is a famous James Bond car. The ejection seat was originally introduced in the third James Bond movie, uh, The Goldfinger from 1964 and Sean Connery. Uh, why am I talking about James Bond on this car podcast? Other than the fact the Aston Martins are really damn cool. <laughs> um, well, we were watching uh, we were watching that out, out at, uh, you know, I guess the lake a few weeks ago. And uh Somebody there said, ooh, I want, I'd like to get one of those. What would one of those cost? Well, just a couple of weeks ago, they found the actual car from Goldfinger. It had been stolen, and it, it had been recovered. So eh, five, six million dollars if you have the Goldfinger car. But I actually think this might be a better car to own uh, because um, Sean Connery's uh, – DB5 is going up for auction in August um, with kind of a broad arrow auctions. It's not a big name or anything, but in August, um, the late Sean Connery's highly coveted 1964 DB5 will go up for auction. Finished in the silver that every DB5 should be filled. You know, if you own an Aston Martin, do you want it really in any other color than uh, what is that? The... um, uh, snow shadow gray, I think is what Aston calls it. So you get that red leather interior and my significant other for uh, really likes red, red interior, which I'd like to get some red 
leather inserts in my mini and would go with some of the highlight trim, but Catskin doesn't make uh, kits and I got to figure out another uh, company that might make kits. I wonder if uh, Will knows somebody, but I just wanted to throw that out there that if you've got an extra auction estimates, 1.4 to $1.7 million, which is a drop in the hat now that we've got $145 million cars selling, um, you can pick up this DB5. Are you a James Bond fan there, Will? I mean, you know, I'm not a big movie guy. I don't. Very seldom do I watch movies. I like the James Bond movies, yeah, but not I'm going to say, and, and the other thing I'm going to throw out because of the uh, James Bond attachment, um, I'm this new media producer and I know all, you know, we've got this next James Bond coming and nobody knows who knows who the next Bond will be because Craig's retired. Um, and the woman that has, is the heir to the Ian Fleming Foundation and controls James Bond has said it will definitely be a male. It will not be a woman. Uh, but I keep going to my head. We, we're paying Adam Sandler $450 million to do a Netflix movies. I think it would be kind of a coup if Netflix bought the James Bond or licensed the James Bond franchise. That'd be kind of cool. You know, you could instant because I mean, the last movie was two and a half hours long or something. I mean, hell, that's a five episode series. You know, uh, so we could end up with a three and a half hour James Bond or something, and they could release it as they do, you know, just boom, and you could watch it and have this movie and. I think that money would be better spent, you know, guarantee a couple hundred million dollars every movie to the the whatever the Ian Fleming Foundation, whoever is the corporate entity that controls the James Bond franchise. But I'm just throwing you that out there. So if you see Netflix bidding or Hulu bidding or Amazon bidding or a Twitter bidding, wouldn't that be cool? Twitter movies. Well. <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> they need to leave Twitter the way it is uh, or maybe the way it's going, but you know, no, Jason, it is not a, um, movie car with all the extra goodies. This is a real DB five. That's not modified. You know, other than the fact that Sean Connery's butt sat in the seat. And then the perk of winning the auction is you get an NFT with you. No, I'm just kidding. Hopefully NFTs are dead, but uh, you get uh, one of uh, Sean Connery's best friends, Sir Jackie Stewart, uh, will actually drive you on a racetrack in the car or some country roads or something. So you'll be chauffeured in your new Aston Martin DB5 by Jackie Stewart, and hopefully he'll tell you some Jackie Stewart and Sean Connery drinking stories or something. Just be sure to wear your seatbelt because we all know Jaff Jackie's a very big safety advocate. So... What do you got? No, what do you know going on in the uh, automotive world before I jump into electrified things? Shockingly, damn electrified things! I can tell you, electrified things are not the answer. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, we did uh, good guys in Nashville a couple of weeks ago, and come away with the top ten from there, along with our buddy. Tom here that just posted. Um, he's got a really awesome Riviera. That's just super cool. 
Um, but anyway, you know, really this month in June, we don't really have a whole lot going on, which is, which is going to be nice with fuel costs the way it is. And, uh, it, you know, and it's just not, it's not just fuel. It's everything. I mean, it's going out to eat at a restaurant's more expensive. Hotels are more expensive. I mean, everything's just way more expensive. So, um, it's going to be nice to kind of take a little over a, a little over a month break and just work. So I had a intern from McPherson start today. So that's, um, that's exciting. Still could use a couple more guys, but pretty sitting pretty good right now. So yeah, we're going to, uh, we're going to take it easy. My, Oldest daughter Sarah graduates high school on Friday. So Do you feel like an old man? No, 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 no. I mean, there's some gray in here, but it ain't it ain't too bad, right? Um, so yeah, so that's what I got going on. It's it's going to be a pretty crazy weekend with Sarah graduating and then our first autocross event the next day. But um, but then things will kind of slow down a little bit and kind of get back to normal, which I'm looking forward to. I was going to say, you mentioned McPherson, and we're about on episode 214 or something. I think this is episode 214, might be 213. I'm not sure. But almost 100 episodes ago, on episode 125, we had Amanda Gutierrez on the show for McPherson. And she just recently was promoted out of her director of automotive restoration role to uh, an executive vice president at McPherson. So we'll just... uh, Give her a round of applause, too. So that's a nice thing to hear. She, she's a really good person, and she did a heck of a lot for the program. And I don't know uh, don't know if we ever mentioned it on the show. Did you see, Will, that they got a 73 or 74 Ferrari 365 GTB uh, slash 4 coupe donated to the college? I did. Um, actually, I think Jason... Jason shared that in a group text the other day about that. So. Yeah, he was chatting, and I, I saw the press releases on it, but I get, I get the press releases, and it had these embargo days on it. And unfortunately, the embargo day was the day after we broadcast, so I yeah. did, I forgot about it. And, you know, if we would have recorded like but, normal and we don't didn't do this live stream, we could have had it in the show, but we didn't. What, uh, what, what do you think their plans are with that car? I guess Jason just said something about it there in the the chat too. Yeah. Um, actually, one of the press releases I read is it is going into the McPherson collection and will not be sold and will be used to publicize the um, program. I mean, we're looking three quarters of a million, million, possibly more with that um, recent sale of the Mercedes um, 300 SL. I think I could be wrong. I'm not 100% but I'm pretty sure somebody just donated $25 million to McPherson college, their biggest I, donation ever. I believe I, don't, I, I saw don't think it. it was all to the automotive restoration program, but somebody did donate. I'm pretty sure it was $25 million to McPherson college and surely to God, the automotive restoration side will see some of that. Well, they did, they did that and they, um, what is it? 
Um, I can't think of the guy's name out on the East Coast. Um, um, I just pulled up your McPherson College uh, president. $25 million donation was a great surprise. Yeah, I think, um, he, I think he announced it at graduation or something, which was kind of cool. Yeah, it was gifted to McPherson College during graduation ceremony. The gift comes from a from philanthropists Melanie and Robert Lindquist to the college of about 800 students. Um, and yeah, he's the next line in the article goes, yes, you heard correctly, $25 million. I mean, that's a chunk of change to begin with. I think I think I read where the largest before this donation was $10 million. So he yeah. just blew that completely out of the water. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and this is a part of the $53 million uh, fundraising the college did, building the community, uh, going towards a new student center, uh, academic programs, and student debt projects. I don't know what any of that is. I don't want to get talking about student loans or whatever. And then the article does go on and said that um, they've been involved, Linquist have been involved with McPherson for about a decade. And... Um, they're also the ones that recently donated the same Ferrari we just talked about. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, worth about 600000 So, So, yeah, they're into the automotive side of things for sure. Right. And I'm going to go into – Derek and I touched on it at the very end of the last episode because it was speculation when we recorded. And that was on – that was last Wednesday. On Thursday, all the confirmation came out. $145 million for the um, um, 300 SLR from Mercedes, sold out of the private collection, never been in private hands, sold to a private collector. Rumor is in England, he has agreed to um, show it. Read a really good article by uh, uh, auto appraiser Dev, Dave Kenny, who's affiliated with McPherson, based out of uh, Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Uh, real nice guy. Um, I knew, met him a couple, well, 20 years ago when I was in Virginia and things. Uh, and he did an article and he said, we're nuts to not think that that's going to affect collector car values, especially if you own a 300 SL. <laughs> so um, kind of a little bit of a neat, neat news there. Um, let's see here. Trying to look over the, let's see here. I want to hear Will say shaken, not stirred there by Tom Duty. <laughs> Shaken, not stirred. So just checking through on that one. And uh, in last week's episode, when we talked all about the seas, um, we brought up some of the Carvana news, them laying off 2,500 people, them buying Odessa. Uh, Follow-up to that is all of a sudden, every other used car dealership is rethinking their th- Thoughts about using Odessa to move their used cars. So that may have come back to bite Carvana in the ass there, too. And that could be a wasted $2 billion. But I don't know really where they're going to go if they leave Odessa. Um, and then to add to Carvana's problems, uh, and that's this has happened to them before, North Carolina and I believe Florida, maybe. Illinois now has banned Carvana from selling cars in Illinois because they take months and months and months and months and months to process titles. 
Um, same thing happened in North Carolina. Um, one other state was, I can't remember, it was Florida or Pennsylvania or somebody was threatening to um, revoke their. I think, um, it, I think it was Florida. Yeah, revoke their license from selling cars, but really not been a great couple of weeks for Carvana. Um, I don't know where their stock price is now, but um, let's see. Um, I don't know. Uh, just kind of kind of scary. Yeah, lost license in North Carolina for 180 days last year, and um, that was just something else going on there. Which kind of sucks. I mean, Carvana. I bought cars from Carvana, um, and you know, Jason just bought a car from Carvana. It was a great experience, and they done everything I asked them to, plus more. So uh, I hate I hate to see them see them guys having trouble, but it is what it is. I'm going to ask you, Jason, because you stated here in the comments that uh, you just got yours last week, which, okay, it's the 26th of May right now. This is Wednesday. So what would that be? Anywhere between the 21st to, or 18th through whatever? I can't think of what the dates were last week. When did they originally promise you your car if you bought it on April 30th? What it was it delivered on time? Because one of the big stories I hear about Carvana is continued delays, continued delays in delivery. I'm just wondering what your uh, experience on that was. Obviously, they didn't drop it off the truck or anything like the famous YouTube video shows I'm doing. If he doesn't hurry up and comment, I'm going to talk about Tesla. <laughs> From from the day I ordered mine, it was seemed like it was on time. It was right in the, right in the heart of COVID too. Well, that's when they were they were okay. they were yeah. nine days nine days late. After he already waited two weeks. And from what I understand, the paperwork's only good for every for seven days. So you have to re keep re-signing your buyer's agreement, if I'm correct. And then my question is, does that mean they keep pulling your credit every single time? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Jason probably paid cash for his. You know, he's he's rolling in it. Um, you know, he's talking about is his, his Mercedes 300 going to go up in value? Ha, ha, ha. Well, even though he talked to me and gave us an answer, um, I got to talk about my buddy Musk. He's um, doing something that he threatened to do. Um, well, the original, hey, surprise, it's a tweet. January 6, 2018. Uh, gonna put an old school drive-in, roller skates, and rock restaurant in one of the new Tesla supercharger locations in LA. Fast forward, February 18th, 2022 on Twitter. Um, let's see here. Uh, replying to Ryan... Blah, blah, blah. 
and futuristic a diner drive-in theater plan for ho- Hollywood area. And also on February 20, 18th, 2022. And of course, you can play in, pay in Dogecoin. Probably be paying a lot in Dogecoin now, but or Dogcoin, whatever it is, Doggy Coin. But he is opening a um, old school 24 hour a day um, drive in. Waitresses on roller skates, uh, two 45 inch LED projection screens on the roof so that it can kind of have a drive in theater you, with charging stations while you're watching the movie. Um, I can't remember how many it was. I'm looking here. 9,300 square feet. It's going to replace a popular Shakey's Pizza, which probably isn't going to go over very well, unless, of course, the drive-in sells Shakey's Pizza. I remember Shakey's Pizza back years ago. I used to used to be friends with the guy whose dad owned all the local Shakey Pizzas in uh, Peoria, Illinois. Always loved those. 218 seats at the restaurant. Um Majority of indoor seating and uh, is on the first floor, and then outdoor seating on the second floor. Uh, uh, let's see here, yeah, two giant forty-five foot LED movie screens, so twenty-eight superchargers. Guess uh, Musk is now expanding into the food bi- business, so might as well. I mean, he's got a social media stuff going on, and. Uh, He's got a new um, T logo that I guess they patented for, uh, and I don't know if patented is the right word, but that's what the news article says, but maybe trademarked for uh, the line of restaurants last year. Uh, That article is from uh, Rob Report, which also had this neat little story on a 48-year-old Johnny Walker uh, scotch, $25,000 a bottle. That does come with an NFT. Not joking. Still comes with an NFT. And a VIP distillery tour for twenty five grand for a bottle of booze. Um, I better be able to swim in a vat. But that's, uh, I want to say, one of my two Tesla articles from this week. I'll talk another Tesla unless you got something else to say, Will. No, I'm good. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, just, I like- get it over. Rip it off like a Band-Aid. Uh, I'm uh I'm good talking about Tesla as long as we're not talking about electric cars. So um, we're just really talking about Elon, not necessarily Tesla. <laughs> well, this this one is actually going to talk about Tesla a little bit. And um, I didn't realize it, but Texas has the th- has the third highest concentration of electric cars in the country. Or there's, you know, they're whatever. Yeah, because half of the people moved out of California to Texas. Well, so did Tesla. <laughs> they they slid over there to um, Texas. And last week in their um, heat wave, which really isn't a heat wave because it was, you know, average 76 and the temperatures were pushing 88. So 88 in Texas, give me a break. Stressing the power grid. Um, I guess six power stations went down that would power half a million homes. And all of a sudden, um, Tesla put out a message to all their Tesla owners. You turned on your car in the morning, got this message on your dashboard that basically said that um, I'm trying to to find the quote here, but maybe I can't don't have the quote. But basically said that they um, please not charge during peak hours. So don't charge your car between three and eight p.m. 
uh, because of the stress on the power grid. So we, you know, the big complaint is uh, infrastructure and electric cars and big red flag here. We can't, if you want air conditioned homes, you can't have electric cars, vice versa. You want electric cars, you can't have air conditioned homes. Uh, so what would you like here? Um, then there was some kind of talk in this article about um, this future technology, duh, 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 uh, where you could plug your electric car in and then it would backfeed to your house to reduce load on the power grid or even in power outages, you know, making this. Um, and I who published this article? I can't remember where I got this article from. But they're, you know, they're writing all this fun stuff. Uh, it's like uh, Rob Drives Cars is where I got this one from. Uh, there, there's this little pickup truck that is actually now on sale and being delivered called the Ford Lightning. That if you buy, the, it's a $10,000 charger for your home. No, it's 3000 No, $10,000 charger for your home, I think it is. Or was it three? I can't remember if it was three or $10,000. It'll backfeed your uh, Ford Lightning to power your house. Uh, so guess what? It's not future technology. It's on the market. You just got to buy a Ford and not a Tesla. Um, you know, you get this one charger, and I'm sure wiring it into the house costs a big chunk of change. But when you're going to pay three to $6,000 to have a generator put on your house, it might not be such a bad idea to get your charging station for your Ford Lightning to backfeed to the house, et cetera. Unless you're and, in Texas and you can't charge your truck with <laughs> your house. I mean. Well, it's just a, it's kind of a relief thing is that, um, you know, you could probably use your truck to air condition your house during peak hours and then go back and charge your truck. However, that's all going to work. Um, I've been watching and paying a lot of attention to this new Ford Lightning and, I kind of really, really like this truck. It's going to be, I th think it's not going to be your Mustang Mach-E. It's not going to be uh, your Hummer, your Rivian, your Tesla. I think this is probably going to be your first real player in the electric game. And uh, I think they bo boosted production from 200,000 units to 400,000 units in the first year. So I guess as long as we can get batteries and microchips for them. Or maybe you won't be able to get regular F-150s because all the microchips are going to the lightnings. But it seems to be a neat, neat little piece of kit that they have and um, really impressed with some of the features and what it can do. So that, um, I want to say, covers just about... Um, Jason, you bring me a Tesla, and we'll do it. Yeah, here's an article on Tesla um, released about five minutes ago talking about that they quietly added bidirectional charging to the um, Model 3s and Model Ys, which means they also will backfeed to your house now and power your house. The Lightning supposedly will power your house up to 72 hours which I found is a neat little piece of trivia. The amount of battery in the Lightning to power your house for 72 hours is equivalent to the amount of battery it takes to drive a Ford Lightning 
approximately 320 miles. I'm not seeing some efficiency here. If I can run my house for three days or drive 320 miles, it was just kind of a neat little thing that, um, that's been done, Jason. Uh, LS swapping to Tesla was the uh, suggestion. But here's what we really need to do, Jason. You need to go get one of them new Ford Mach-E Mustangs, and that's what we LS swap. <laughs> oh, I, I get the irony of doing an LS swap to that, but <laughs> wouldn't it just be better just to stick a Coyote 5.0 in it and put the 5.0 nope. badges on your Mach-E? Nope. Nope, you LS it. Just to piss even more people off. Just go ahead and LS it. Be done with it. What was the new thing I saw? The new um, Dodge Charger something, 808, 809 horsepower. That goes along with our talk last week about Stellantis not being a big fan of electric cars. So. Another Hellcat motor out there. That's what we do. We put a Hellcat. We put a elephant in a Mach-E Mustang. In the back. That would be even better. We'll put mid, a we'll put a elephant we'll in the front and an LS in the back. I think the elephant in the back, because then when you pull up with your Mach-E making all this noise, but you still have your frunk so you can open it up. <laughs> Somebody in my household cringed at the word frunk the other day. Oh. So that's running through just about everything I had on my hot list that I knew. Um, Derek couldn't join us. Uh, uh, had other commitments tonight, so no big deal. That's not part of what the... Ooh, original show name was let me pop that graphic back if i can find it here there it is but simply put format of the show is changing hopefully in two weeks intro will change everything else taking suggestions what would you like to see i'm looking at a little bit more segments so you know what's coming up and what's around the corner guys will be getting the outlines might be considering, we, we talked about it a few episodes ago, of getting us a um, fourth rotating co-host. So if you're out there and you're interested, might be interested in a fourth rotating co-host or um, or I want to say, I can't remember what I want to say. And we really, if possible, like to do a female because we'd love to have some female perspective on our all male ways here. Not saying that we're crazy or whatever, but uh, would just like to have uh, like to have a uh, feminine input. Keep us guys in check. So, obviously, you got grip autocross coming up in a couple of days. That's it. We're getting ready for it. We Five spots it. left. Got lunch. If you can't, if you don't feel like driving or whatever, um, just come out and take a look. Like I said, if I can figure out how to get to Gadsden, and I would say gas prices. But for those of you in Birmingham and that, um, I travel all over the state, or I did up until yesterday until I changed jobs. Um, today was my first day with uh, LG Home Appliances, by the way, So, and I'm selling for them. So if you need a new appliance, 
I'm in Alabama. Let's uh, talk LG. Uh, but because um, I get bonuses at this job, I need my bonuses. But um, was I say Gadsden area is about the cheapest gas in the state. Uh, Huntsville and that gets it this week was into the uh, 440s. Um, I was out going up Memphis way out 22 and we were pushing uh, 450 and 460 a gallon. Birmingham's been about 416 and uh, Gadsden, I think, has been right about that number also. So when Will was bitching about gas prices earlier, I'm going, geez, boy, you got it rough. You're about the cheapest you can get in Alabama. So, But you think about it, I don't hardly ever buy gas in Gadsden. I live a quarter mile from where I work. Uh, I'm generally on the other side of the world when I'm doing driving. So, um, you know, diesel being almost $6 a gallon, just about everywhere is, is, is freaking brutal, man. It's, I don't even want to talk about it cause I get freaking pissed off. Yeah. And, I mean, all they're doing is screwing everything up, screwing it all up. They wonder why they wonder why numbers are down at car shows. They don't want to know why vendors are down. There you go right there. It's freaking fuel prices. Oh, what was what was the hit list out of SEMA this week? Uh, General Motors and Honda now? Honda's been out. General Motors is out. Um, Ford is out. Ford is out. There's some other ones that are out that I don't know if I can say or not. Um, yeah, you probably know a little bit more of the privilege list, but I'm, I yeah. thought um, G, GM and some other casualty this week, and um, it was Ford and I guess Honda and somebody else two or three weeks ago. Yeah, could so, be an interesting uh, game plan. I will, team. I will say this: I've seen the map, and Central Hall is full. I mean, it's full. They've um, Holly's on there. Um, a lot of the people that were out the last couple of years are back. So, um, Roadster Shops got a big booth. Uh, AM Hot Rod Glass has got a big booth. Tim McCarthy from Hushmat's got a big booth. Um, Dakota Digital, U.S. Radiator, Bryce Thomas. So, I mean, a lot of the people that wasn't there last year are on the on the they're on the map now. What does that mean? That means right now, if SEMA happened tomorrow, they'd be there. But I mean, anything anything could change. Dropping, uh, you know, General Motors and Ford and Honda and stuff dropping out definitely hurts. You know, and it, it um, I don't know what they're looking at. Uh, I've seen a post on on Facebook from a good friend of mine that, that said, you know, why should they go? They have enough support from guys like me that build General Motors product to show up and show their stuff off. Um, it's kind of what I it, thought when I saw the original dropouts. No, yeah, before. it sucks because, I mean, uh, those guys do a lot for SEMA and, you know, for guys like me that have hot rod shops, getting a Ford design award and a GM design award and stuff like that, that can really elevate your business. And it means a lot coming from one of the big three, you know, those are gone. So uh, I feel, 
I feel fortunate to have won a GM Design Award because there may not be any more, you know? So they're out in a complete big way, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Toyota is in the spot that General Motors was in. And Ford's booth, it just says SEMA on it. So um not not sure what that means. I'm sure SEMA will put something in Ford's booth. So... But it sucks to see. Well, um, I got a couple other things here. If I can figure out how to share a screen. You think I'd get proficient at this at some point. There we go. Maybe. Oh, turn it on. Add to the stream. There we go. On Amazon, you can pick up a Leather Honey Leather Conditioner. I have a sample bottle. I never promote anything that I haven't at least touched and tried. It's kind of a clear fluid. Is a This is the uh, conditioner and not the cleaner, and they do offer a cleaner also. But if you go to nodrivinggloves.com uh, forward slash stuff, you'll find a link to the Amazon. Uh, right now, it's 20% off. You get a dollar coupon on Amazon, and they discounted their prices off the normal rate so like a, what's normally 19.99 you can pick up for 17.99 now but it's a pretty good little leather conditioner waterproofs kind of six months um you know check it out like i said go through um no drivinggloves.com forward slash stuff you can check out your leather hunting and see if that's something that would interest you and maybe uh trying to revitalize leather in your car your furniture your shoes uh, I seem to use it just about everywhere. So just a neat little product that somebody about I got tried a little bit of. See, and I don't have long-term testing on it, but like I said, I won't I, I won't publicize something that uh, I at least haven't put my hands on. Got a, I got a cool little jump box in the other room that we've really got to get those people on um, and talk about that. I'm real impressed with that piece. But... Again, nodrivinggloves.com forward slash stuff. We also have a few other little items there um, that we kind of recommend as the hosts. And then everybody that we've had on that's had a book or something, we've got links to all their books and things. So check out that page. It's not a play page we normally promote. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we get a couple of cents off everything there, um, which I public talked about that a little bit before because we're hawking stuff. But uh, Jason asked about your uh, garage sale, Will. Was that crowded? Not wall-to-wall people? American um, Express cards flying out the door? I, I cleared off some storage shelves, which is what <laughs> I really wanted to do. So, yeah, it was a success. Um, I wouldn't say it was super crazy, which it was, it was just really about perfect because – it was a pretty hard push first thing in the morning and people kind of came and gone and it worked out pretty well. So I didn't completely sell out, but, uh, I did, I did move enough stuff to uh, clear some shelves off where these new projects we have coming in will have a place to put, to put their stuff. So yeah, it was a success for sure. Uh, it's always good to hear when a yard sale works out for everybody. Well, I mean, so, I, I was I was damn near giving stuff away, just because I I mean I I didn't need it. I needed 
the space. I didn't need the stuff. And if I got a few bucks for it, send it down the road. You know, and that's that's always the big thing. I mean, I'm I can't believe what I'm paying to warehouse stuff that I only think about when somebody goes, "Hey, do you have a?" Yeah, I got it out. And so, yeah, uh, I can honestly, I do not have a storage unit. I will not pay for for a storage unit if 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 it needs to go in storage, it goes in the garbage or goes to somebody else. Well, you've got acres and acres and buildings and buildings. You know, I've got a little four hundred square foot warehouse, and I'm but, thinking, uh, thinking. None of my personal stuff is hardly ever at Big Oak Garage. <laughs> I do not store any of my personal stuff here. I may be working on one of my cars, but as far as my personal stuff, I, I don't, I won't keep it here. Just, I mean, I won't, I want big oak sanitary. I want it clean. I want it organized and uh, I'm not going to junk it up. With my own stuff. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think here. Well, financially you're right because what I've paid for a storage unit, uh, I probably could have bought everything in there, or at least everything that I'm ever going to use out of there. I could have probably paid for. Yep. Well, you know, I will say that um, I need to get rid of some stuff and uh, got to figure that out. Probably be just cheaper to throw it away. Yeah. But um, what was I thinking? Oh, otherwise. I think I'm out of here because I'm I'm out of stuff to talk about unless you want me to babble about just whatever. Oh, what Dodge, Vi Dodge Vipers are worth more money now. <laughs> Jason asked us a question. What is each of your prized auto? Let me see here. I'll pop this one up there. What is each of your automotive prized possessions? Mine's easy. My very first vehicle that was legally mine that I still own, and it's my two-wheel drive K5 Blazer. So that's that's the the one thing that I have that I will never get rid of. That's the only vehicle that I have that I will never get rid of. So I didn't mean to show that one. Maybe we'll use that as a show topic, Jason. Something rare or meaningful that you have acquired. But um ooh, for me, that's probably a toughie for me. Automotive prize possessions. We don't have to be a car. I know, and that's what I'm thinking is I have um your education from McPherson, that's automotive. Yeah, it's not prized, though. <laughs> it was pricey. <laughs> yes, it definitely was pricey. It did what I said it would do. I just bought, you know, bought a $40,000 piece of paper, um, which I'm sorry to say, that's what I paid for tuition for two years, 22 years ago, McPherson students. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what they pay now. I, I can find out there's a student right on the other side of that wall right there. <laughs> I, I actually, I think it's in the mid thirties per year. Um, once you're all in, I could be wrong. Um, 
you didn't walk away from Barber's with anything in my pockets. No, and, and when I left Barber's, it was very interesting, Jason, because normally when anybody leaves, whether or not they quit or they get fired or whatever, and they have a security guard stand there and watch them. Everybody went to their meeting and left me in the shop all by my lonesome. And I had my van out back, my Transit Connect, and I'd pack up a box and walk out, put it in the van, pack up a box, walk out, put it in the van. And I could have walked out with tons of stuff from there. But, you know, it was a good separation. Um, You know, they weren't mad at me. I wasn't mad at them. It was just time for me to move on. So, no, I didn't, you know. I didn't walk out from Barber's with uh, anything. Um, uh, you, didn't even get a, you didn't even get a gallon of milk? Uh, the reason that place exists is because he sold the milk company back in 98. I, know. <laughs> I don't know. My favorite possession, I don't. something that I have that I've treasured, and at this point I don't know if I would ever get rid of, but I can be bought. Um, I do have this um, Lotus book. Uh, it's a Series 3 edition from William Taylor. And between it and I have also um, Indie Lotus. And between those books, I have Dan Gurney's signatures, Mario Andretti's signature, Bob Dance, Clive Chapman, Lord March when he was Lord March and not Duke or whatever he is now, the guy that runs Goodwood Estate. Um, has um, Hazel Chapman's signature, all of those. Um, Mario Andretti signed it. Um, it's got dozens and dozens of people that can kind of trace back to Lotus. Lord March is kind of an exception, but those are pro- that's probably one of the nicer automotive things I have. I know, hang on a second, it's right behind me. Probably my most important automotive thing. Let's see if I can get this. Uh, Jason, that comment you just made, I think the story about showing Mario the track was amazing. Yeah, that's my best automotive memory. Um, everything I did with Mario, almost crashing with him, riding with him in a Lotus, riding with him on a racetrack, uh, teaching him how to drive. But this goes back, this is September 1984. Um, I stole this from the Warren Elementary School Library. This is my taproot moment, as I say, when it comes to cars. And it's this single magazine. I don't know if you can see it. It's a car and driver, 288 GTO on the cover. Uh, It's got an article on the 47 Spider Corsa, which is one of the oldest Ferraris. But I've had this magazine now damn near 40 years. And I kind of attribute this magazine to my love of cars and um it's my biggest awakening so it's crazy it is jason it's this beat up 22 year old uh car and driver and ironically in relation to your other question um it was stolen Uh, I wonder what the overdue fine is, even though Warren Elementary School no longer exists and is now united and the buildings are vacant and whatever. But, um, yeah, I think we're going to take that one other question of Jason's, uh, something rare and meaningful that we have acquired. Um, 
maybe automotive wise and that, which also could be that magazine for me. But I talk about that magazine quite often, many different episodes. Um, we're doing this big change, like I said, in the next couple of episodes. Next month, uh, we'll, be do- we'll, we'll have been doing this podcast for five years. I don't know if Will's aware of that. Um, we got some really good stats and things on it. And uh, Will and Derek and I will sit down, talk some things over. And um, we're going to kick this up to the next level, another notch. Um, I put the grip autocross thing behind me. Uh, no driving gloves uh, forward slash stuff to get your leather cl- cleaner. Uh, where did the let's go? No driving gloves.com forward slash grip to get some information about uh, the autocross upcoming, where it's going to be at, times, etc. Five spots open if you show up uh, that morning. Um, I think that's it, unless, of course, uh, Will, you can think anything else? I'm good. You know, if we have 10 people show up, we're probably not going to turn you away uh, for the autocross. But don't don't show up at, 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 at 8.45. Show up at 8 o'clock. If you, if you really want to come and, and be a part of GRIP autocross, just, just, just be there at 8 o'clock, and uh, we'll get you registered, and we'll get you on the track. That sounds good. No driving gloves.com forward slash coffee if you want to buy us a coffee because you like the show or whatever. Uh, get ready for everything. Uh, really want some feedback from everybody over the next couple of weeks. Like I said, rerun next week and we will return live video um, no matter what. Uh, what date's that going to be? June 8th which actually I think might be the first promo release we ever did. I'm going to quickly check that date if Will can keep us talking for a few minutes. I've been very talkative tonight. Yeah. I think I'm tired. And plus, I don't like talking about electric vehicles. (laughs) (laughs) The first intro episode of No Driving Gloves went out June 11th, 2017. So June 8th, we'll return. We'll call that our five-year anniversary show. And hopefully we're going to take this to the next level. With that, I'm getting out of here. Um, I got more training to do for my job. <laughs> uh, Will's probably going to go back to the shop. Yep. And uh, we'll talk to everybody in two weeks. Later. Adios. <laughs>